Well, hello there, and welcome to the AFA podcast, the official podcast for animationforadults.com. This is episode 81. I'm Chris, and I am joined this week by AFA's intrepid editor-at-large, Jill. Hi, Jill. Hi, Chris. <laughs> How is it going? Been a little while? Yeah, it has been. It's good. It's not as busy anymore, so I can dive more in. <laughs> awesome. We are still trying to somehow make a anniversary, second anniversary episode happen, even though it's now well past past it. But let me tell you, listeners, that we have you know we have people in three different time zones, two different countries, all with their schedules, trying to sync it all up, get us get all all together. Considering we've only actually managed to do an episode with all of us at once once in the two years then you can sort of understand why <laughs> it's it's a little tricky just a little but we will try for you guys we will try and uh we'll see what we can do so um watch this space uh if this is your first episode uh you can go back and listen to our our earlier episodes on animationforadults.com on itunes on stitcher and podcast.com so this week we are going to be talking all about D23, the big Disney fan event that just happened last weekend as we record this. Uh, and as we are talking now, it's just Comic-Cons going on. Uh, so we may occasionally, I don't know, there might be some breaking news, Whoever, who knows, whatever. Uh, we might mention that at some point. But mainly we're going to talk about D23 and Jill got to go there, so we will hear about Jill's adventures in D23 later. And we will also be talking about news stories that came out there that are animation related. Uh, we're not going to be talking about the Star Wars and the uh, the Marvel stuff, which... Why not? You know, it, well, I'm kidding, we, I'm kidding, yeah. I'm kidding. <laughs> I mean... We, we we like it, but it's it's not animation really. So there we go. Um, so other podcasts, <laughs> yes, but but other podcasts I'm can kidding. talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but before that, just a couple of other news stories. Uh, one is a a site related news story, and that is the fact that we have just uh, launched a competition for our US readers, and that is to win at. Uh, one of two pairs of tickets to the film Moon, Guardian of the Moon, which is coming to uh, US theatres, I would say, yeah, to be accurate to what you guys say, <laughs> um, for one night only on the uh, 12th of August. Uh, and this is a French CG animated feature uh, that, that will be G-Kid's first CG feature. And if you check out the trailer, it looks rather cute. Um, and basically, we've got two pairs of tickets to give away, and uh, you can win uh, them to a screening of your choice. Uh, and all you've got to do is either retweet the tweet about it, which you will find on link to on our pin tweet on if you go to our Twitter profile at AFA blog, or you can check out the post on the website, um, and we will link to it in the show notes. Uh, so you can enter either via Twitter or via email, whichever you prefer. And uh, the closing date will be August the 1st at 
Saturday at 12 p.m. Eastern Time. So there you go. So good luck. <laughs> In a land far away, the most unlikely little creature will be chosen. I'm guardian of the moon. <laughs> So enter the competition, US people, and hopefully we will have competitions for people outside the US in the near future. Right, and speaking of G-Kids, uh, which is a nice, nice segue into a very awesome news story that came out this week, uh, and that is that G-Kids are going to be re-releasing uh, Studio Ghibli's uh, almost their entire collection on Blu-ray and DVD, uh, starting this October. Uh and these are films that have previously been released by Disney back in the Disney or Buena Vista. I think some of them came out. I think I think um, Princess Mononoke was released uh, not mm. by Disney at some point because they thought, oh, it's too dark to be Disney. And then um, then they re-released it as as a Disney film later. I don't know what they were thinking, uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, G Kids are re-releasing. At, every film by Studio Ghibli except the ones they've already released uh, which is like Tale of Princess Kaguya when Marnie was there Ocean Waves only yesterday and from up on Poppy Hill because basically they say that there's no re- there's no need to re-release them because they've all got decent Blu-rays as it is um, and they're also not releasing Grave of the Fireflies because they haven't got the rights to that uh, or The Wind Rises um you know what? I'm all right with them not having Grave of Fireflies because that is one Studio Ghibli film I I can't see myself ever owning. Because you know I'm never gonna say to my I'm never gonna say to myself you know what I feel like watching. I'm just gonna throw on Grave of Fireflies for for a, a just a just a chilled evening to despair yes. and sob into my pillow. I don't know. Do it. No, I'm not. No, so. That sounds like a great night. <laughs> I'm kidding. But mm. but all all the other Studio Ghibli films are going to come out, including uh, My Name Is the Yamadas, uh, which is an Isao Takahata film that has not previously been released on Blu-ray in the US. So mm. you'll be be able to get basically the the whole collection, and they're starting off. Uh, in October by releasing My Neighbor Totoro, Spirited Away, Princess Mononoke, Kiki's Delivery Service, Ponyo and Howl's Moving Castle on October 17th. And then mm. Norseco, The Valley of the Wind and Castle in the Sky will follow on October the 31st. And then the rest of them are supposed to follow before the end of quarter one 2018. So that's... that's right. If you don't already have them, that's brilliant news. <laughs> And apparently they're going to be released with with nice nice um, uh, translated uh, booklets and things like that. So they're probably going to be quite classy editions. Oh, well, all right. Mm. And uh, also, um, if they're going to be continuing to show 
Studio Ghibli films on the big screen with um, the Studio Ghibli Fest that they're doing that's happening uh, pretty much every month uh, until the end of the year. Uh, I know Kiki's Delivery Service is next, but I think uh, that will have happened by the time this episode came out, so sorry. (laughs) So, yeah, that's our non-D23 related news, so we might as well get on with the news out of D23, which is Disney's fan expo event that happens every two years in Anaheim. In Anaheim, California, right? That sounds... Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's where I was. <laughs> <laughs> How... They, was is this like the third time they've done it? It doesn't feel like they've been doing it that long. Have I, or have I just not noticed? <laughs> What's up? I say, how many... How long have they been doing it? Because I don't seem to... It I was only... It was first done in 2009... And it's grown exponentially since then. Apparently, like, 2009, there wasn't very many people there from, like... I talked with some people that have been going since it first started, and they said there were, like, no lines, nothing and stuff back in 2009 and really in 2011. And then from 2011 on, it kind of blew up into this big, crazy thing as word got out that, oh, Disney has their own fan convention. So, now it's... um, it's huge and and it goes from Friday through Sunday and Saturday sold out completely so I think it takes I think it's 60,000 people a day was the number thrown around and yet you'll definitely you feel it you (laughs) feel it with the crowds for sure Mm. And now that Disney owned, owned Marvel and Star Wars, it's basically <laughs> like just a huge nerd convention, uh, more than it would have been before. <laughs> um, it's it's almost like like Comic Con before Comic Con. Well, and that was part of why it was busier this year, I think, because it was the weekend before Comic Con, so a lot of people were going to that and then going to Comic Con the following weekend. Well, they, they must they must have lots of money <laughs> and lots of time uh, to be able I to know, afford right? that. Right? Oh, lucky <sighs> people. <laughs> I'm jealous of a bunch of nerds. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, hey, we're all nerds here. It's all it's all okay. Uh, so, uh, basically, Pixar have and like. Well, Disney Animation Studios and all the different uh, sides of the uh, the Disney family have their own panels where they released all their information uh, and showed off lots of footage that we can't see, which is fine. Is it's absolute. No. It's it's, abs- it's absolutely fine. We're we're okay with it. it it's. Does it's, that keep it's, you it's up cool. at night? Does it get no. keep you up at night, Chris? Are you no, did, are you just gonna go off and cry into a corner after we're done here? Yeah, um, no, no, not at all. Uh, but there was also lots of news stories that uh, we all got to hear, even though we weren't there. And uh, we'll, we'll cover Pixar first. Um, and they actually revealed what their next original film is going to be. Uh, 
because we know that they've as well as the sequels they are currently working on they've got several uh, original films in development and um the next one that they will release after coco which is coming out uh, later this year um their next original film will be a suburban fantasy directed by monsters university's director dan scanlon and this is going to be set in a world populated by elves, trolls and goblins and all sorts of things like that. Um, where technology has gradually replaced magic. And it is about two elf brothers uh, who lost their dad at uh, an early age uh, when they were too young to remember him. And basically they go on a magical quest to find to spend one last magical day with their father. Uh, basically when I, heard, when I read about all this... Um, it made me think that this is like Pixar's best stuff because it's coming from somewhere personal uh, because uh, Dan Scanlon is based, it's based on his experience not the elf stuff he's not an elf as far as I know the, um, the fact sure that about he, that? not 100% sure um, <laughs> but I suspect that I'm right um, yeah he he uh, when he was young uh, he lost his father like when he uh, so he never got to meet him and um, it's it sort of comes from that this story um, and how he used to like listen to or watch videos I think of his father and always wanted to meet him and that's basically the inspiration for this kind of like how um, like Finding Nemo was inspired by Andrew Stanton's like, like overprotectiveness of his kids and things like that they all the best Pixar stuff comes from somewhere personal, I think, or wanting to make cars talk. Uh, no, that that was that was uncalled for. <laughs> cars is cars is fine. I don't mind cars. Oh, I'm not one. Of, I'm not one of the. I'm not one of those cars haters. Apart from Cars Two, uh, but you know. We pretend that one didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah but I think this sounds really good uh, and the whole concept of like a magical world with technology that sounds interesting uh, and apparently the concept art is, was really worth looking at as well so we don't know when this is going to come out uh, but I think Pixar have got like a like a, a release date in 2020 with no announced title of anything so mm-hmm. the suspicion is it might be then it's an interesting concept. Also, I've, it's interesting. I think that um, the elves are going to be teenagers. I don't think there hasn't really been a teenage Pixar movie, really, has there? Or am I being completely forgetting something? Count Toy Story three, kind of. Like Andy's a teenager in that one, but I mean, he's not the star of it mm. per se. Ah, I'm going through my Pixar catalog now. Oh, yeah, I, I don't... can't think of any specifically. So that that is another slightly different angle. I don't that maybe they're young teenagers or whatever, but I think that's another Monsters way that University. It's... They're technically teenagers. <laughs> yes. Well, technically same they're director. eighteen. Technically they're teenagers. They're the same director, and also oh. I don't know. I don't know what monster monster years are like. I don't know how monster aging works. So, 
Um, I can't say. I'm going to say that it works awesomely and that they were teenagers. And I'm going with Monsters University was their teen movie. Okay, right. I'll I'll accept that. And the fact the same director, it it works perfectly. So there we go. There you go. Boom. And they also uh, talked about Coco, which is obviously their, their film that is coming out in November in the US and I think early December in the UK uh, and they revealed the film will feature a, at least a song written by Kristen Anderson Lopez and Robert Lopez who are the duo behind the music of Frozen right and other things I can't what else have they written anything Did they do I'm sure they've written other things We everyone knows them for Frozen mm. And the the score is written by Michael Giacchino. Or G, is that how you say it? Giacchino. 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 Uh, and he also scored up for Pixar a little while ago. And uh, yeah, so they talked talked about the music of Coco, which is apparently going to be a big big part of the film. So, mm. are you looking forward to Coco? <laughs> I'm ambivalent still on it. I mean, because it's like we already had a Day of the Dead animated film. That was the Book of Life. But the director of the Book of Life himself has said, like, hey, Coco's its own thing. Like, there's no animosity here and everything. You should be able to support both films. So I'm like, yeah, but yours look better. (laughs) I I don't know. We've got like a thousand films about Christmas. I think we can have two films about the Day of the Dead. <laughs> I know, I know. I, I agree. It's it's petty and stuff. So it's like, am I going to go see it? Yes, of course. It's a Pixar movie. I will definitely be seeing it. Am I going to go see it right away? I doubt it. <laughs> well, we will see when it comes out. We can judge it then. But yeah, I'm excited because it's a Pixar movie and it looks pretty. So there. It does look pretty. <laughs> and it also the trailer. Really the trailer made me sort of think of uh, Spirited Away quite a lot. So. Oh yeah. That's, that's kind of what. Yeah, I'm yeah. Of. I I kind of got that vibe too, for sure. So. We'll see. But next year's Pixar's movie is going to be the eagerly awaited Incredibles two. <gasps> I'm so excited! I'm so excited for Incredibles 2. I want all the Incredibles. We recently discovered that it's going to take place, or at least to start of the film, it's going to take place immediately after the original. And is yeah. going to. Bas- so we're going to see what happens with the Underminer, basically. Uh, I mean, it's not going to be the whole film, I don't think. That would be weird. <laughs> Just one big set piece from the beginning. Can you imagine that? That would be weird. Um, oh my gosh! Uh, but the for the main plot, there's going to be a brand new supervillain, and mm-hmm. um, and they've basically confirmed that almost the entire cast is coming back, apart from uh, the kid who played Dash, unfortunately, because you know he aged out of it. Sorry, he sorry kid, smidge. sorry kid who played Dash, but. You know, just a smidge. He is like Nemo, the kid who played <laughs> Nemo. He's like, That's oh, right. my most famous role, and I can't play it again. Oh, Sorry, poor. your voice cracked. 
Yeah, I mean, it's like with every other role like that and stuff, you age out. Although the girls don't age out. Like, the the Hey Arnold movie they're making, they had to get new voice actors for Gerald and Arnold, but not for Helga. Mm. You see, that's one of the advantages of, like, getting adults to play. Yeah. <laughs> Playing yeah. kids' roles, because then... Mm-hmm. They they don't think, do they? They don't think, like, 20 years down the line or whatever, do they? No. <laughs> no, they're not thinking, like, oh, what about when we get rebooted? Mm, Come on, no. consider when you're going to get rebooted. You need to think so, about that now. Because yes, it's going to happen. Yeah. It's totally going to happen. Everything. You hear that, Phineas and Ferb? You're going to get re- rebooted. Yeah, there'll can... be, be the nostalgia vote for the... Um, be, oh, do you remember the noughties? They'll say, oh, the noughties Woo! nostalgia. <laughs> uh, and this time, Holly Hunter's Elastigirl is going to take centre stage and be out yes. fighting crime, while Bob has to stay home and look after the kids, or, or look after uh, Dash. Is Dash the baby? No. Yeah, Jack-Jack. Jack-Jack. Sorry, I'm getting mixed up. Yeah. Dash isn't the baby. No, I, I, it's a while. Sorry, <laughs> I can't get mixed wow. up. Wow, come on, you cannot get mixed up when it comes to the Incredibles, because they're incredible. I know, but I haven't seen it in a while. Mm-hmm. I need to rewatch it. Obviously, yes, you do. And, it is any excuse. Mhm. And of course, uh, the the role of Edna Mode will be voiced once again by the director Mr Brad Bird so there you go and uh, they um, they introduced him on the stage and he uh, as reprising the role and they released a little video uh, about Edna Mode uh, which was quite funny did you see that? I love that video yes I love that video and they even had um, at the animation booth they had this giant statue of her and stuff and she's posing in front of like these two modeling sketches and stuff like she's at her um at her office or something it was so funny so of course I took a selfie with that (laughs) because it's Edna Mode how often do you get to meet Edna Mode there's like some American crime program like like, I don't know if it's like one of those spin offs of NCIS or something I don't watch but uh I saw, I've seen like clips of or something, and one of the characters looks like Edna Mode, and it really, um, really throws me. I know which one you're talking about, but I can't remember what it's called. But I know exactly who you're talking about. Yes, thank you. I'm not the only person who thought that. <laughs> and every time I, 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 I've seen it, seen the little bit, I'm like, it's Edna Mode. What's Edna Mode doing in real life? So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was also announced that John Lasseter is no longer going to be co-directing Toy Story 4. <laughs> it is going to be directed just by Josh Cooley. Uh, and this will be his first um, directorial gig. So, I believe. I don't remember hearing that name before. I don't I gonna... really either. We'd have to do some research and dig mm. it up. Uh, obviously a lot of the people have done other other roles and films before they get to be director although Pixar how about some lady directors hey hey it's about come on 
I know there was the Brenda Chapman originally, but obviously that didn't work out. But that was quite a while ago now. Uh, so Pixar, come on, hey! <laughs> it's it's a new world. We've got a lady doctor and everything. So yeah, mm-hmm. we need we need some lady directors in Pixar movies, please. Thank you. We just need more lady directors in medicine. I mean, in, in well, medicine in animation. Period. Ooh, you can tell where my brain is today. <laughs> <laughs> I it's it's my fault. I mentioned doctors. There you go. So, if I hadn't mentioned that, okay. Josh Cooley directed. I he directed. Uh, well, he worked on Inside Out, Up, and Ratatouille. I, oh yeah, he he directed uh, the uh, Inside Out short, Riley's First Date, that was on the Blu-ray. I rem I remember that now. Yeah. Mm. So, so yeah, he's got uh, he's got four. I think that's that happens quite a lot. You direct a um a short or a or um maybe a TV special or something and then then you get to try your your hand at the big one uh, so we obviously yeah. still don't know what Toy Story 4 is going to be like but you know it's Toy Story I know Toy Story 3 was a perfect ending to the story but it's still Toy Story I, so I, yeah I'm like why keep it going and everything like, Toy Story 3 was the penultimate ending I was just like where do we go from here I liked it when they were like doing specials and stuff. That that was a good idea. I like liked just... that. That was fine. Just leave it at the specials, the little one-off shorts and everything. That's all you need. And everything where you check in on them every so often. Like, how's it going? Oh, just cool. It was also uh, worked on the, the screenplay of Inside Out, so that's good. Huh. So he's that's... he's done good stuff. So that's good. Okay. Well, I mean, if he and, did bad stuff, that would be worrisome. And why would mm-hmm. Pixar trust him if he had done bad stuff? Yeah, well, <laughs> there's not that much bad stuff at Pixar, fortunately, so that's good. Thank goodness. <laughs> Cars 2. Uh, <laughs> we don't talk about um, that one. It doesn't exist. No. Oh, oh you, do, you know, uh, there was people people's obsession with the... Um, the uh, logic of cars people yes like come on just you know just go with it just roll with it <laughs> roll with it um <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that always that always amuses me because i always think like didn't you like watch thomas the tank engine or something like that when i know you were a kid and you and didn't, didn't you didn't you're not getting into so, the logic of thomas the tank engine but um they really someone wrote an article all about that called my like my problem with the Cars franchise on the website Den of Geek, but then the next day it was, it was there was a response article by another guy called "I don't have any problem with the Cars franchise," <laughs> and it was like basically saying it's based on puns. Basically, that's that's it, do, it doesn't need to be logic. It's just like is this is this a car pun we can make, <laughs> or is this a car joke we can make? It's no more complex than that. And that is exactly. pretty accurate. Yes. Thank you. Well, 
while we are talking about cars though it's probably a good place to mention that disney toon studios who made the uh planes uh spin-off movies are apparently making a um another film in the cars slash planes universe but this time based around space travel so spaceships or something i don't know uh space space Space. so yeah i i obviously i'm i'm not you know that bothered about that but because it's just (laughs) another because i haven't i haven't seen planes I've got to be honest. I haven't seen the sequel to Planes, like so I don't really care. <laughs> but you know, Aww, it's 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 for the cooler. kids. The kid, the kid. Yes, it's for the kids. Mm. And hey, space is cool. So there you go. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. And uh, Disney had their panel as well, uh, and they have revealed that uh, the. They are going to be showing a a short based in the Frozen world called Olaf's Frozen Adventure. That was strangely enough was screened before Coco uh, when that comes out. So not a, we're not going to get a Pixar short. We're going to get a Disney short, and it's twenty one minutes long. That's that's a long what? short. That's not a short. Well, I mean it is a short, but that's it not is like a short. A, yeah. But that's not like a screen before feature length film short. <laughs> Well, it is apparently because that's what's happening. Uh, I... They're going to think they went into the wrong theater. <laughs> I went to see Coco, and all I got is this frozen something. So obviously, wait, wait, wait. Olaf. Oh, that's going to be twenty-one minutes long. How did I not know this? I'm okay with this. <laughs> You you're okay with it now. It's uh, oh good. Because it's Frozen, and I I will admit I love Frozen. It, it's okay, so do I. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's no, I mean, it's no Moana, but hey. It's, no, it's, no, but I'm like, it's like you know, anything more I can get, I'm happy. <laughs> it's it's going to feature a brand new song called That Time of Year that they apparently. They they showed at the panel, so uh, they 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 have uh, shown that off, and I guess mm. that's probably by um, I didn't actually read it anywhere, but I'm assuming it's the same people who wrote that song. Uh, so I think so. <laughs> Kristen Anderson Lopez and Robert Lopez, presumably. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but the art looks cute with with uh, Sven pulling Olaf on a sleigh, so. I got my picture on that sleigh. It looks Christmassy and stuff. Uh, (laughs) I like their new outfits too. So yeah, that'll come out in November slash December. But next year's big Disney animate uh, uh, Walt Disney Animation Studios release uh, will be Wreck-It Ralph 2 aka Ralph Breaks the Internet colon Wreck-It Ralph 2 and uh, this the story of this is that uh, the ga- the uh, the game that Vanellope's part of Sugar Rush breaks down or some 
thing and they have to get into the internet to try and fix it. I believe that's the storyline. Uh, mm-hmm. That's kind of the and, gist of it. And it basically means that they're going to be going around all like, places based on websites and apps and stuff. Uh, which uh, is funny because there are certain similarities between this idea and the Emoji movie. But one of these is going to be really good, we suspect. And one of them, maybe not so much. <laughs> uh, I mean, we should really judge, having not seen it. But come on. Yeah. Come on, it's the Emoji movie, I think. <laughs> I think we can sort of judge. Uh, and they revealed that there is going to be a new character called Yes, with three S's. Uh, <laughs> who is an algorithm who is described as savvy, smart and sexy and will be voiced by the acclaimed actress Taraji P. Hansen. So, there you go. And, and it will also feature uh, returning voice actors. So, uh, we're going to have um, uh, John C. Riley as, as Ralph and Sarah Silverman being Penelope and Jack McBrayer as... Fix it, Felix. There you are. And Jane Lynch as I can't remember her character. Oh, I got so close. I can't remember her character's name. Oh my Can god. Can you remember? Oh my god. This is terrible, and she's like my favorite too. This is awful. How do I not remember? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Calhoun. Sergeant Calhoun. As- yeah. See, that's it's, it's not quite a as a rememberable name. That's that's, that's the problem. Plus, it was five but years sh- ago, so. Mm. <laughs> but they showed a scene from the new film, uh, where apparently, uh, Vanellope goes into, like, the place based on the website Oh My Disney, and basically, this is an excuse to have, basically, all the Disney princesses in it. Um, so all the classic 2D animated Disney princesses are going to appear in shiny Wreck-It Ralph style 3D and they are getting basically all the voice actors back that they can I think so yep and they brought them all together on the stage and people were quite excited I think (laughs) I heard it was pretty much a standing ovation and everything it was pretty pretty amazing from what I've heard and everything and I'm so sad I couldn't make it in <laughs> but you know I was headed on my way over to get in line for that panel and then a voice comes on over the intercom across the whole convention hall the room for the animation panel is now full I repeat the room for the animation panel is now full boo <laughs> That ended that trip. <laughs> uh, oh well. Still, it's it's coming out next March. So I keep hearing <laughs> mixed things: March or November. There, there's it mixed was, things. I think it was brought forward. I think it was originally. It was originally March, and then it was pushed back to November, and now. I think it might have gotten brought back forward again. I don't know. Oh, no, wait. It's a, I've just looked it up. It says expected November 2018. Okay. Yeah, but it's like you see mixed things, though. I, I don't know. I don't know what the official official is. 
Okay, that's I've, all the big stories from Disney as well, Disney Animation Studios wise. Uh, but there were other Disney-related things. They released a a clip, or they showed a clip of which was then released online uh, from the DuckTales reboot. That was awesome. Uh, this is like the longest clip we've seen. It's it's two minutes, thirty seven seconds or so, uh, and you've got the got the Huey, Dewey, and Louie and Webergale running around in uh, Scrooge's mansion, and uh, you get to see Miss Mrs. Beakley as well, and Donald, and yeah, I'm I'm just just as excited as I have been the whole time for this because it looks great. <laughs> I need this series in my life again. Oh, just the animation style, I love it. It's so great. I know, it's awesome. I feel like this is one of these things that there are going to be people like, no, it's different, I don't like it, the original's better, and it's like... There's always those that, people. I think at some point, that's just nostalgia. I, I mean, you know, I love the original, but I think you've got to say, this is... This is much more shiny, at least. <laughs> you can love both, too. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, you know. Whatever. Oh, yeah, and that's, that's like next month. It's like August. So August. It's like the first weekend, I think, of August or something like that. It's the first or second oh. week. I think it's August 7th, I want to say. Oh, wow. Yeah, I don't actually know where I'm going to get to see it. Uh, oh, yeah, because you're have... British. <laughs> yeah. Oi! <laughs> Still that funny. <laughs> We we do have the Disney Channel over here, you know. It's just do? I don't have it. I don't have it. Okay, I'm kidding, <laughs> I'm kidding. You know, we 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 have all sorts. We we can use rudimentary tools and uh, okay. And they also released the uh, the the opening titles, the Big Hero Six, the series. Yes. Which is now in 2D. It looks awesome. Yeah, the, the credits of this are interesting to look at. They are very... Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I was going to say. It's it's good. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't have much else to say, but it's an interesting style, and I think it's an interesting interpretation, because obviously it started off in 3D, and, but it was based on a comic in the first place, so kind of makes sense to do it in. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm just happy that Disney are doing all these 2D series again, because I I think there was a time when people were like everything has to be in 3D now, or people won't watch it, and we've got over that, so that's good. Thank goodness, I know they're realizing oh, 2D is actually okay, it's fine, it's even better actually. You can probably make it look better on on a lower budget than you can with with CG <laughs> I feel like you could mm-hmm. and they also showed a trailer for the video game that is Disney related Kingdom Hearts 3 Woo. and they revealed there is going to be a Toy Story world yes now I'm I'm not all that familiar with Kingdom Hearts I know that it's basically like Final Fantasy meets Disney and I know there's lots of different worlds and there's going to be a big Hero 6 world and everything, but you're a bit more familiar with it than I am? 
I believe. Not that much more. <laughs> like I said, I just have friends that are super into it, so I just kind of get the second hand from them. But it's like, I don't know, something with the Heartless, which are kind of the minions of darkness. And then you use a Keyblade to destroy them, and there's different Keyblades based on what world you're in and everything. So there's one specific to Toy Story World, there's one specific to Big Hero 6, and on and on and on. So, and yeah, I like the way you described it earlier. It was like Final Fantasy crossed with Disney. Mhm. I think that's that's the vibe I get, and it's it's a really weird combination. Uh, but hey, if it works, it works. Uh, and that's coming out in 2018 because I know it's it's been like they've been promoting it for ages, and people are like, when's it going to come out? Is it ever going to come out? And uh, no, it is. Yes. <laughs> It's going to come out next year. 2018. Yeah. They we'll also see. talked about about the live-action Disney films. Uh, they revealed the cast, the, the, uh, the leads for the Disney uh, live-action Aladdin that they're doing, directed yeah. by Guy Ritchie. The lead roles will be played by Mina Masood, who I, I'm sorry I'm not familiar with, and Naomi Scott who will be Jasmine. And she was apparently in the Power Rangers recent movie. So, there. And Will Smith is going to be the GD, as it was. And I don't know if you saw the the leaked credits music uh, that is totally real with um, Will Smith rapping the closing credits music. It's it's totally genuine. It's not. For what? for for Aladdin. Oh. Okay. There's a guy who's a, he said I I've got I've got leaked footage of the closing credits from D23. And this 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 uh this guy who's a like a TV writer. Um uh-huh. and uh, earlier this year he um he released uh, the the credits music from all the Oscar winners done by Will Smith uh, hmm. basically it was um, uh, Men in Black style like of, of Will Smith uh, telling the plot of the film oh. but he, he he did it for like all the Oscar nominated films and Arrival which wasn't no it, no, it was Arrival was Oscar nominated sorry uh, and he, he's also done one for, for Aladdin and it was funny. quite funny Oh, I bet. Um. Woo! Uh, uh. There we go now. Uh. Come on. I bring the woodwinds in. Woo! Alright, that's what I'm talking about. Uh. Alright, alright, let me tell y'all how we got here. One fine day, the bizarre was at peace when the guard started running through the Agabah the streets. They were looking for a Latin the beast. They were having some yeast. The thickest thieves in the wild wild east.
they are also making the Lion King and they showed off the first footage from that um, this is the, the not a live action Lion King because whatever people say it's, it's still going to be animated it's just CG animated and apparently people were saying that it was amazing and that they were crying and everything and it's just like I don't want it to happen <laughs> you're so against this it's hilarious it's happening Chris just, just let it go it's my favourite Disney movie <laughs> I didn't like the the Jungle Book. I didn't like I the Jungle Book. Mm. I don't want them to do that to the Lion King. Yeah, but, they are. But they 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 keep announcing things that are cool, like um, that uh, mm-hmm. what's he what's he called? John Oliver is going to play Zazu, and that's perfect. <laughs> that is perfect. And it's like, but no, I don't want it. Donald Glover Simba and that's cool but no I don't want it <laughs> Donald Stop it. Zazu oh you're so conflicted this is hilarious and I also just hear, and hearing people like talking about the fact that that they've like recreated the circle of life sequence and I'll be like oh I'm going to be so conflicted when I see it mm. like, no don't want it <laughs> just, just you wait just you wait it comes out and I'm going to be like the biggest I'd be like, oh, it's the best movie of my lifetime. (laughs) (laughs) I would say, Chris, do you remember what you said before it came out? I'm going to link you directly to this. Everyone could wave it in my face. You know, I'll be, I will be perfectly happy to be proved wrong. It's just, I'm, I'm very, (laughs) I'm very skeptical. I can and, tell. and Tim Burton's making Dumbo and uh, uh, no. I saw I saw the, a picture of they had like a model of the Dumbo yeah, I saw that here. it was creepy as hell yeah <laughs> I just I don't think he's the right voice for that film just, I'm, I'd just be happy with them stopping making these live action movies to be honest <laughs> be... they're never going to stop as long as they keep making money and people keep going to see them they're never I just don't understand if, if they, like with like with the Beauty and the Beast one if you're just going to do the music again if you're going to do why why bother <laughs> I mean I could understand like when they did like Maleficent they were doing something different I can, I can appreciate that I haven't mm-hmm. seen it. I don't know if it's any good, but I can see what they're, they're oh, doing okay. something different. But if you're just making the same movie again, but in live action, I just don't see the point. I liked Beauty and the Beast. Don't 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 knock on that one. I haven't and seen it. And they added a song. I... Oh, they added yeah. a song, and it's gorgeous. They added a couple the, songs. But the, the, the only Evermore is the only one you like. The, o- the only one I like? Okay, so I know. Just so the I know. One no, the only one that I like, okay? I don't know about you. You might like something different. You might like Days in the Sun. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, I, I just... Find your own song. You. Okay. Find your own song I, to like. Or not. Um, I, the only reason they added those extra songs is so that they're eligible for Best Original Song at the Oscars next year. That's the only reason. <laughs> Literally none of them got nominated. Hmm. Well, it hasn't happened yet. It's next year. 
Uh, oh, that's I, right. I, I heard, I basically heard that. That's why they, when they make musicals into films, they often add an extra song, and the reason is because otherwise they wouldn't be eligible for an Oscar. I thought, oh, my God, that's interesting. So, there you go. Anyway, yeah, we, we, that's us talking about the live-action movies <laughs> that we may or, or not see. Well, I'm going to watch The Lion King on It's going to happen. Yes, we know <laughs> Even it's going to happen. Even if it's through gritted teeth and tears, I'm going to watch it. Oh, you poor thing. <laughs> and also, Aladdin is probably my other my other favourite one from childhood, so... But, yeah. I hope they don't cock that one up. Aww. Uh, well, we shall see. So, that's the news, basically, out of D23. So, basically. Jill! <laughs> tell us. Tell us about your adventures in the magical land of D20... Ma- magical kingdom, I should say. <laughs> uh, one word. Lines. Lines everywhere. <laughs> Is that, I got there. At, yeah. Okay, you know what? I, I, I said lines, okay? That is one word. And I'm, then I I'm emphasize just, that one word. I, everywhere being... is a, yeah, I know, you're being picky. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, the the convention opened up at nine in the morning, and I got there around seven in the morning, and there were already thousands of people lined up waiting to get in, and everything. Like they were lined up outside the building, inside the building, like wherever we were put. Thankfully, I got put inside the building, so whew, that was nice. Um, yeah, when I went there the day before to pick up my badge, there were already people lining up at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Whoa. To camp out overnight to get into the convention. Crazy. It was insane. I mean, that, that was just me going to pick up my badge and everything <laughs> for the next day. So, yeah, I went... I didn't do a whole lot panel-wise. I only went to one panel. I went to the um, Star vs. the Forces of Evil and Gravity Falls from page to sc- from screen to page uh, panel. Which was, was really good. It was double. Hmm? Was, that, was that a double panel? Yes, it was or a double it, panel because it was covering the book releases um, for Star and for Gravity Falls. So we got to... Um, <clears throat> So we got to listen, we got to see Darren Nefsey, the creator of Star, and Alex Hirsch, the creator of Gravity Falls, along with some of their crew members, and then some members from the Disney publica- publishing end of the company. Anything, and then with Gravity Falls, they talked about their um, that Journal Three they released and everything, and the work that went into that, and then the work that went into making the deluxe edition of it. Everything and everything they kept adding into it, and then Alex Hirsch didn't realize how far they had gone until they told him, "Okay, the retail price of the book is going to be one hundred fifty dollars a piece." And he's like, "What?" Because <laughs> <laughs> like, he said they kept calling him up and be like, "What about black lighting?" He's like, "Yeah, cool. What about a leather cover?" Yeah, that sounds great. What if we do this? Oh, oh, yeah, sounds great. Okay, great. We're going to get it done. It's going to be one hundred fifty dollars a book. And he's like, well, "What?" <laughs> so the initial run, I think, of that book they said was going to be only a hundred copies, and he decided at that point that he was going to sign every single one of those copies, since it was going to cost one hundred fifty dollars a piece and everything. So, in the no, it was going to be not initial. It was initial run was a thousand copies, I think. 
Well, then they increased the run to 10,000 copies. So, he still signed every single one. Whoa. So, he got the limited, yeah, so he got the limited version of the um, the Journal 3. That's his signature there. And it was funny because he was saying that they would just keep handing the, him to him. He would go, like, a couple days a week to the publishing area and they would just keep handing him the books and handing him the books and he'd be signing and signing and signing for hours and hours and hours throughout the day and stuff and it, he said it's funny like at first his signature's all like nice and flowy and gorgeous and then you get to a book like number 9300 it's like a little scribble <laughs> <laughs> apparently some of the complaints coming out about the book was like how messy his signature would be and he's like yeah because I was signing thousands of books <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I gotcha there. So they, they, that was interesting to hear about the development process on that. And then they talked about the coloring book that they have coming out, which it actually just came out this week. And my copy should be in my mailbox anytime now, actually. Um, it's a Gravity Falls inspired coloring book called Do Not Color in This Book. And it's actually the first coloring book with a story. Oh. Yeah, so it has it's like a episode of Gravity Falls essentially that you're coloring through and stuff. So I don't know what the story is yet, but it'll be interesting to find out. And then on the Star versus the Forces of Evil side, they talked about their um, guide to alternate dimensions that they released several months ago. Which that's a fun book told from the perspective of. Star and Marco and how to work through different dimensions and dealing with interdimensional relationships and all. It's just a fun little add-on to the series. And then both teams actually announced new releases. Uh, Gravity Falls team is releasing a graphic novel for Gravity mm -hmm. Falls. So that's coming out, I think, in the fall. And then the Star versus the Forces of Evil team announced that they're actually doing a recreation of Star's spellbook from the series. And uh, Darren Nepsey actually had a mock-up there with her that she showed off. So I'm excited about that one. <laughs> and I, then, I think it's, hmm, I think it's really cool when like these the books and things like that are actually you know they're done properly by people related to the to the series or whatever. They're not just yeah, no, they're not just like this side thing done without any communication. They communicate pretty mm. tightly actually was mm. the impression that I got that they communicate very tightly with the creators and everything and they kind of go hand in hand and so they don't step on any toes and they make it as accurate a representation of the series as possible and I think Disney's realized that they actually make a good amount of money and fans really like having these tie-ins and everything especially like the nice ones like the journal three and then um, the spell book coming out and everything like I have my own journal three and it's amazing the detail that's in it Anything. like it's like it came right out of the show like you got it straight from Gravity Falls itself I love it yes <laughs> and then um, I went to the signing for Darren Nefsi and Dominic Bisignano uh, I hope I pronounced that right uh, so she's the creator of Star Wars is Force of Evil and he's one of the writers and he also contributed writing to the book uh, so it was pretty awesome to meet them and what was funny was they were doing the star signing and the gravity fall signing at the same time so people had to choose oh wow. yeah 
Um, and more people, of course, chose Gravity Falls. Their line was ridiculous. And there was maybe like 50, 60 of us in line for Star. <laughs> so you look across the hall and there's like this giant group for Gravity Falls. And then there's this tiny little group that's us for Star. <laughs> We're like, hi. <laughs> so, that was a smart choice. It, it, well, and that's who I wanted to meet more anyways yeah. and everything. And she's only, I think she's only a year older than me. I mean, I'm 28, and I think she's only 29. And she's already helming her a major Disney TV animation series. I mean, it's amazing how young these showrunners are, are now. I think Alex Hirsch is only in his early 30s. Yeah, it's annoying. Yeah. So they're, it's like Disney's investing more in these younger artists with their ideas. So. Yeah, it's awesome. It's refreshing. So yeah, but it was nice to meet them and get my book signed and try not to stutter and flubber and everything. Uh, I'm terrible <laughs> when I meet people that I really admire. I met Darren Chris once and my voice cracked. I think I went <laughs> up like two octaves. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that, that was pretty awesome. And then just walking on the convention floor at the different booths. I wish I could have gone to one of the stores, but like I was telling you earlier, they had at least a two-hour wait. The Disney store had, itself had a four-hour wait. Um, they had the Scrooge money pit that you could jump into and oh, wow. take a 360 degree photo. That was a three plus hour long wait to do that. <laughs> That's insane. I know. Like I would have loved to have done it, but I'm not going to wait three hours on my only day there to do it. Mm. Um, they had a whole museum on Pirates of the Caribbean set up there. Uh, I think my favorite booth was the Disney Animation booth, which is mm -hmm. awesome. They had like a whole standee of Ralph of Penelope that you could take a photo with. Um, and then I think my ultimate favorite thing I loved at the Disney convention was at the Disney Animation booth, they had the, this display of the different crew t-shirts from different Disney animated films. Ah, oh, cool. And there's, I want, I want all of them. <laughs> they were so funny. I mean, there was one, um, Frozen where it had like Elsa's castle on it and it said winter is rendering which is <laughs> <laughs> like a, a total Game of Thrones reference to winter is coming um, mm -hmm. and then I think my favorite one was this one for the storyboarding crew on Big Hero 6 it was uh, Baymax standing with a bunch of storyboard scenes and it um, says at the bottom are you satisfied with my pitch <laughs> <laughs> That was my favorite one. I'm like, I would wear that all the time. And then there, there was another good one where it was Rapunzel, a sketch of Rapunzel, like sitting in front of a computer typing fervently, and she looked super stressed. <laughs> um, <laughs> another one with the, um, it was the Big Hero 6 music department where it's Fred on that giant beast and everything. You know that painting he has of himself in his room? Oh, yeah. And everything. It's that, and it says the music crew. <laughs> <laughs> everything. Ugh. There were just there were so many great shirts. I I loved all of them. And it's like the the second thing is there's no way to get them unless you were on the crew. So uh -huh. I know I wish they would like sell recreations of them because I would buy those in a heartbeat. But yeah, I I spent a good deal of time just hanging out there and looking at those different shirts and everything, just being like, wow, I love all of these. Um. And then they did have the model of the Star Wars land 
that you go check out the Star Wars Land that's coming in 2019. Again, crazy long line just to go in there and see it. And I'm like, I'll just watch the video tour online. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get closer on the video anyways. Uh, what else was there? They had um, the cars from Cars 3 there. So you had Lightning McQueen and Cruz Ramiro and the blue one. I haven't seen Cars 3 yet, so forgive me. Uh, but they had the life-size replicas. Yeah, they had the life-size replicas there. Oh, I mean, after Cars 2, it's like you're not too keen on going to Cars 3. Um, yeah. <laughs> you're like, I'll take my time. I know it's better, but I'm not. I'm still not super keen. Um, so yeah, so they had those life-size models out. They had the gowns from the live-action Beauty and the Beast, live-action Cinderella, Enchanted on display those gowns in real life. The Beauty and the Beast one is definitely underwhelming. <laughs> You're just like, oh, that looks like a prom dress from JCPenney. Um, <laughs> Isn't but, that the one uh, Emma Watson chose herself or something? <laughs> I don't know, but it's just like, it doesn't have that wow factor that the one from Cinderella has and the one from Enchanted has. and everything. There, there's no wow factor. Like, that's, <laughs> an, that's a Disney dress. And everything. It's just like, oh, that looks like something that some teenager picked out last minute to go to prom in. Um, <laughs> I, I really don't care for the dress from Beauty and the Beast as much as I love Beauty and the Beast. Oh, what else was there? There was a showcasing of the fashions of Minnie Mouse. Um, there was the Disney music booth where you could get different vinyls from different soundtracks, and they had different signings going on with different artists. Um, and, of course, obviously, guess which one was the first one to sell out? Mm. Like, I don't even know who was signing there. Sorry. Um, <laughs> no, um, Ali Cravalho from Moana oh, was doing a oh, signing okay. on Saturday. Hers was already sold out. Mm. Yeah, well, it's the best soundtrack so <laughs> well yeah and I mean if you want to be a Disney hipster you could get the Moana soundtrack on vinyl and have Ollie Cravalho um, sign it so that one nice. was sold out yeah um, trying to think back to what else there was there was of course the whole Funko Pop I think what was cool too was they had this whole um, they called it the D23 Emporium where it was independent vendors and artists set up and everything so you could go through and like get different Disney pins or Disney art on um, that woman who does the pocket Disney pocket princess comics Amy Meberson was there with her comics and everything so I bought one of her comics which was fun um, and then what cracked me up too my hospital was there <laughs> they had a booth there and um it was for the big fundraising walk we do in Disneyland every year. So that's that was the booth. It was the chalk walk booth. And that just cracked me up because it was right across from the signing area. So I'm waiting in line to meet Darren Nefsey. And I look across and I see my hospital's logo. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not at work right now. And though it cracked me up even more was they had um, the tablecloth was this picture they keep using on the brochures and stuff. And me and some of my coworkers are on that picture. <laughs> so the way they had it set up was with you could see one of my coworkers' faces, but the way he looks in it is like super creepy. It's kind of been the big <laughs> joke at work and everything. And it like he looks like he's like looking off to the side like plotting to murder someone. I 
don't know how he got this creepy <laughs> face, but it, it was so funny just seeing this like dead center on the tablecloth. <laughs> so <laughs> that was that was a nice little treat and everything. Um, and then they had a whole Oh My Disney pavilion. You know that little Disney trend website, Oh My Disney. Mm-hmm. So they had this Oh My Disney pavilion where you could wait in line and get a caricature done. Um, and they had this guy doing a, the espresso foam art, you know, where they do the different images in the coffee foam. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that was kind of cool to watch. And then they had this little whole coffee bar thing where you go and you tell them um, which character you wanted out of the selection of characters, and they would put the coffee in this machine, and it would basically stamp the image on the coffee foam. So yeah. I got Spider-Man on mine. It was, <laughs> it was free. I'm not complaining. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they had um, Disney Publishing with all their new books coming out and everything, which this is the only store without a line, the bookstore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Shame, shameful. I know. So I find the bookstore, and we've got all these books, and a lot of them haven't even been released to stores yet, and there was one book there, Woman in Animation, which is on the women in that worked at Walt Disney Studios in the early days in the animation. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like this it's this huge tome and everything. I wasn't expecting it to be so big. And I see it and my jaw drops because I'm like, oh my gosh, I've been so excited about this book coming out and everything. It's not coming out until like September, I think. And I'm like talking with one of the vendors there and stuff and he's like telling me about the book and everything. And I was and I was like, so, like, can I buy a copy of it today? He's like, yeah, you can buy a copy of it today. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it was like Christmas for me. <laughs> so that was my big score of the nice. whole event was that book and everything. So, yeah, but they're releasing a Nightmare Before Christmas coloring book. Um, there's some Descendants tie-in books. There were a couple other uh, interesting-looking books as well. So, but yeah, it was nice to see what was coming out, and then to have that opportunity to get the book before it's even released to the public was really awesome too. So I have to read through it, and I'm pretty excited to read through it. I've been looking forward to that release for a long time. Then the other cool thing they had happening was the convention floor. There's like this middle, like red carpet running through the middle of the entire convention floor kind of making it like a road and I noticed everyone was kind of stopped along the edges of it at one point I'm just standing there like what the heck is going on and then I see these giant big balloons heading down towards us and there's loud music playing and people dancing and I'm like oh it's like a parade through the convention cool. floor okay so we get a Disney parade um, <laughs> in the middle of a convention floor and then these two old time cars roll up in the middle of this parade and there's Mark Hamill and Stan Lee. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, oh, now I get it. <laughs> so it was, I got to see Mark Hamill and Stan Lee on the cars, and they were, they were pretty cool and everything, like waving super energetically to everyone and stuff, very into it. Looked very happy to be there. So that was kind of a nice treat, too. It's like Disney, we own everything you love now. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> They're basically showing off like, we own them. 
Because apparently they run this parade, I think, like three times a day, and it's different celebrities each time and stuff. So I, th wow. I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah, I just happened to catch the one with Mark Hamill and Stan Lee. So woohoo! Um, <laughs> but yeah, that was that was a pretty unexpected surprise. Yeah, your, your life your life is like a Marvel movie now with a Stan Lee cameo. I know. I had a yeah. Stan Lee cameo at the convention. It was nice. <laughs> yeah, I think that was pretty much it worth mentioning. And so, I mean, the convention, it's much smaller than San Diego Comic-Con. It only goes across three convention halls, and there's only two big panel rooms, the stadium and Hall D23. And then it costs $81 per day to go to this. And Comic-Con in San Diego costs maybe like $50, $60 a day. So overall, it's worth going to at least once if you really like Disney. You mm -hmm. just have to be prepared to wait in a lot of lines. Ooh, but yeah. I I wouldn't go back, personally. That's kind of like, eh. Overall, I was... It's nice, but it's not worth the money and the dealing with crowds and stuff and lots of people. I know that there was also like theme park stuff which I don't really pay much attention to because I've never been to Disneyland or whatever but um, Wow, how they, are you alive? <laughs> Kidding. Well, <laughs> well I'm, in, I'm in England for a start. It's not here. I mean... Uh, the nearest one is Paris or near Paris so uh. yeah go to Paris <laughs> <laughs> um, they 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 announced that there's going to be a Mickey Mouse based bride or something I think did you hear about that Mickey Mouse what first Mickey Mouse ride or something first, first oh one yeah they're, they're closing the um, the great movie ride in Walt Disney World Orlando um and that's where it's going to be, and it's going to be one of those trackless rides. It's controlled by, like, magnets or something and stuff, so I heard about that, which it's... That ride closing has been a long time overdue, anyways, from what I've heard. I've heard it's very slow, and it's not very interesting. I didn't ride it myself when I went to Orlando, because my sister was insistent that it's not worth it. <laughs> so I just kind of followed my sister's lead. And also, she really wanted to go see Captain Phasma again. She has an obsession with Captain Phasma. <laughs> so, yeah, I didn't get to ride it, but from what I've heard, it kind of across the board, it's a ride that's long overdue for being shut down. So, the, I'm sure the Mickey ride will be a welcome replacement. And the only thing I can think of, I remember hearing a like animation wise out of like the Marvel and Star Wars type stuff was that the that I think they revealed things about the new Spider Man series or something, but mm -hmm. I there wasn't anything that particularly stood out as oh must remember to talk about that. I think they I, just revealed some details about it. I feel like they just rebooted the Spider Man animated series because they did that like five years ago with Ultimate Spider-Man and now we're doing it again already yeah well that's what you do with Spider-Man you go you keep rebooting what, what? you reboot them all the time 
It's like, ah. Uh, yeah. Time for another Spider-Man. We've had the same one for like two minutes. We need a new one. That's literally what it feels like. Because I'm like, wait, I remember being at Comic-Con when they announced the new Spider-Man animated series. And that was like four or five years ago. <laughs> and now we're <laughs> doing it again. I, I was very confused by that. So, we'll see. Mm, yeah, and I know they're doing. They're doing an animated Spider-Man movie as well, for about Miles Morales, for that mm. Phil Lord and Chris Miller are involved with as well. So. Yeah, I'm excited about that one. I think. Well, I don't know who's voicing Miles Morales. I know my dream would be Donald Glover, but. I'm trying to think if I, is that happening? I can't remember or am I just thinking it was yeah he yeah, might be well like he had a cameo in um, the new Spider-Man movie mm-hmm. I don't think so that was nice but he played a thug and I was like oh come on yeah it's an oh and I'm yeah, Untitled Animated Spider-Man Project. <laughs> Shameek Moore as Miles Morales. Okay, I have no idea who that is, so okay. No, Wait for them, but not my dream. No. Ooh, but Lee Schreiber is the villain. That works. Yeah. It's very villainous. Oh, and Alex Hirsch is working on it. Oh, that explains a lot. Mm-hmm. And Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Now they're not doing Han Solo anymore. I know! I'm so sad! Right, there goes my interest in that movie. <laughs> I know, right? It's like I'm it's still like, interested because Donald Glover's Lando Calrissian, but. Mm-hmm. It's like, it, oh man. It's it's like, you didn't want that movie to happen, and then they went, oh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller are directing it. Oh, actually, I'm interested now. And I'm no, they're not interested. Now they're not directing it. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I'm not interested anymore. I feel like Run they took my candy thing. away. <laughs> they took away my candy. Damn you. Lucasfilm. Lucasfilm yeah. giveth, Lucasfilm taketh away. Yeah, and it's Ron Howard directing now. Ugh. <laughs> I'm sorry, he's just, yeah. he's too serious for me. <sighs> so sad. Mm. Well, mm. we'll see. Hasn't even no. got a title. It's still just called Untitled Han Solo Film or whatever. Just call it Han Solo. <laughs> mm. Well, we'll see. Well, mm-hmm. I guess we're pretty much done with D23. Uh, yep. It's been, mm-hmm. a, been a little while since we've been able to record with you, so we normally go finish up with the water cooler section where we talk about stuff we've been watching so mm-hmm. is there anything you've been watching lately you want to talk about well, I watched that um, what was touted as the Star vs. Forces of Evil TV movie Battle for Muni which it was basically the first seven episodes of season three stitched together mm. oh well oh seven episodes because they're like seven like 11 minute. minute episodes with one yeah. 23 minute episode yeah you, you know what I'm saying yeah. Anything, but yeah, it was it was actually really good. Anything they did a lot of character development, um, really hit on some deep stuff. The animation was fantastic. 
as well. And they have like a whole new intro sequence and a new outro sequence. And the new outro sequence is very uh, anime magical girl inspired with the song, which cracked me up. Um, yeah, it was pretty amazing. And you still had the return of everyone's favorite villain, Toffee the Lizard. <laughs> it was, it's funny because he's voiced by the guy who played Dexter, Michael C. Hall. Oh. And he, yeah, and the way he voices him, it just sends a chill down your spine. He's like, ooh, like he's evil and everything. Um, and then the other villain, Ludo, um, who I'm not sure if you can call him a villain so much anymore, he uh, was voiced by Alan Tudyk this whole time. Ah. And I kind of hope we don't lose him anytime soon because it's fun hearing Alan Tudyk voice this really angry small bird villain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he does it so well. Yeah, the whole thing, like, because at the end of season two, there's spoilers for those that haven't watched the series, which if you haven't, what are you doing with your life? Um, this is one of the best shows on Disney right now. At the end of season two, Star confesses to her best friend that she has feelings for him, but then she ends up having to go back to her home of Muni, which is in a different dimension. She has to go back abruptly because her mother comes from for her saying that Toffee her villain from the first season in the finale is back. Mm. So the whole thing covers her and her mother trying to defeat this villain as well as Marco coming to Muni to help out as well. Anything. So. It's fun. It breaks (laughs) your heart, but it's fun. It was, it was definitely a good two hours of anime TV, and we don't get any new episodes until November. Yeah. Well, after an animated episode dump like that, I'm not surprised. Mm. It's really, it's really mm. weird the way they release series sometimes. It, yeah. I mean, I would have rather have had that spread out so that there wouldn't be a long gap again, because the, the second season finale I think aired in February and then we've had to wait five months and then we get all these episodes in one big go and I I don't like the fact that it was touted as a TV movie because it's not a TV movie and everything because if you view it as a TV movie you have issues with pacing and everything because it (laughs) focuses on certain characters for 11 minutes at a time instead of intercutting like a movie's supposed to do and stuff so like you get a little frustrated with the pacing but then you have to remember no it's seven episodes stitched together (laughs) and everything so I had to keep reminding myself of that Uh, and they're doing the same thing with Milo Murphy's Law they're airing an hour long thing this weekend which I think is just two or four episodes stitched together so I I don't know what I don't get the logic I I wonder then, well, that that's how it was just starting with an hour long TV movie. I wonder if that actually is a TV movie or whether that I would think would be a legit TV movie because I mean it's a big deal. Mm. And I think they would have put the money into funding that length of an animated episode. Mm-hmm. And anything like you have to realize like it costs more to actually produce a fully fledged TV movie because the animation quality tends to be higher as well so I mean you look at the Phineas and Ferb TV movie across the second dimension that's an actual TV movie 
and everything, and the animation quality of that TV movie versus the episodes of Phineas and Ferb is a whole level up. So. Yeah. I wonder if that was like a network thing to go, we're going to turn it into a movie, because I guess they just made them. They do that. <laughs> they ma- made them as that. standard episodes, and they went, no, we're going to show seven of them at once. But net- networks will do that. They'll do that to creators and everything. Like with Hey Arnold, that you know the movie that got released in theaters? Mm-hmm. That was never supposed to be a theatrical production. It was originally supposed to just be a TV movie. And then Nickelodeon just abruptly decided, hey, we're actually going to turn this into a theatrical production. And that's why it seems so jilted and like unbalanced and everything, because it got puffed up. Because now they have to make it nearly an hour and a half long when it was only going to be 45 minutes. Ooh. So, yeah, and it was kind of a last minute deal. And the story that they were working with, it wasn't even what they intended for a theatrical release because they're like, this isn't the, a big enough story for a theatrical film. Like, Save the Neighborhood, whoop do you do That's good for a TV movie. Now, the Jungle movie where he like goes to the jungles to find his parents, that's worthy of a theatrical release. And that was always what um, Craig Bartlett wanted to be the theatrical release. But now that's going to be the TV movie. It's ironic. <laughs> Oh, the irony. I know. It's like, it's interesting how these networks think sometimes. So, granted, they've gotten a bit better, but I still feel like they mistreat animation overall. And everything just with release schedules and pacing and all that. Mm-hmm. So. I, I think I read that the new series of Voltron is going to be, they're just going to release seven episodes for yeah, the next season. Yeah, seven episodes at the start of August, and then... We get season four in October, so there's not a long hiatus this time, thankfully. I I assume what happened with Ultron is like they made the fir- they like made the first episodes together like a season and then released it in two halves, and said yeah. that's two seasons because yeah they pro they probably wanted to make sure it's gonna be successful and stuff and then obviously now it's it wildly really, successful yeah. <laughs> It's one of their most... It, that and Troll Hunters are the, probably the two most successful shows that DreamWorks has right now. Yeah, and that, again, that was like... They did... How many episodes did they release that? It wasn't many of Troll Hunters. It was uh, part it, they, one, they, wasn't it? They, I think it's 20 episodes, actually. Like It's a little over 20. It's a full season's worth and everything, but the storyline's halved and everything. Like, the first... 10 or 11 cover one half of the storyline and the second half covers the second half of the storyline and everything and now like you, they had to replace the lead voice actor because the lead voice actor was Anton Yelchin we all know what happened with him so yeah, I think they've they've like recorded like full series season worth or possibly yeah they, two, they're two good through another worth. season yeah. yeah they're good through another season with his voice recording but then after that they have to find someone new if it's going to keep going. Um, which is sad, because he did such a good mm-hmm. job. I'd like to say Dragons is successful, but I don't think it's as successful as Voltron and Troll Hunters. But it's successful in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what matters. That is what matters. That is all that matters. I, I haven't even finished season, season one of uh, Voltron, to be honest. 
<laughs> That's okay. Save yourself the pain. <laughs> and then we're or all feeling. We're, we're all pain. Troll hunters is amazing. I'll get there eventually. It's I just... know, except for the female character, I just she's so Mary sued. It's terrible. I'm like, oh, you could have done so much better with her. You just, it's awful. If I've learned one complaint. If I've learned one thing from animation, it's that if if you haven't got two best friends, one of whom is a fat guy and one of them is a girl that you secretly in love with, then you can't be the main character. That's just the way. I know it's the formula, but man, they go balls out with that formula this time. So. <laughs> it's like, oh, she's got a blue streak in her hair, so she's got to be cool and stuff. <laughs> and like, what annoys me the most is that she learns about the troll world, and then less than a month later, she's completely fluent in their language and their lore and their culture. <laughs> and I'm like, no. <laughs> I think the guys would be a little more fluent than you even then. Maybe if it was like a year jump, I would believe it and stuff, but not a month. Was like, Maybe nope. she's got a natural talent for languages. Maybe. We haven't established that because if she does, she should be speaking 10 different languages by now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and she's naturally gifted in combat. I don't know. It's just, it was just too much like, oh, she's naturally awesome at all of this. She's a great actress. <laughs> she's an amazing babysitter. She's great at combat. <laughs> she also is great at learning history and learning all these languages. It's like, no, you have to have a flaw somewhere, honey. <laughs> and that's what makes her Mary Sue. She has no flaws. She's too flat. Oh, and they've just announced a, a Troll Hunters graphic novel as well, haven't they? Yes, but that'll be next year. Mm. So, cool. I don't know when they're releasing more episodes of of Troll Hunters, but I'm excited for when they do. Yeah, they've got like another batch of the. They've got like part two and then season two properly later on, mm -hmm. I think. So. Mm hmm. They're just releasing them in batches. So, anything else you've been watching, or is that? Mm, I saw my neighbor Totoro in theaters during the Studio Ghibli Fest. Yay! It was a packed theater too on a weeknight. Ah, uh, that's that's pleasing. That's good to hear. Yeah. Me. So it's it's definitely uh, it's it's popular. It's doing well the Studio Ghibli Fest. So I. I wouldn't be surprised if we get an encore of it next year and everything with awesome. more Studio Ghibli films. But yeah, it was like I got there maybe 40 minutes before showtime and the theater was already half full. And by the time the movie was starting, you couldn't find a seat anywhere. So. Well, I'm I'm guessing that the Fathom Events thing means that these Ghibli films have had a wider release than they've ever had in the US before. Cause I think so. Because usually it's you just have to like, check your local theater and everything. Mm. You check your local theater, like your local independent theater. Like that's the only way I've been able to see them on the big screen in the past mm -hmm. and everything. And now I'm able to go to my main chain theater and see it, which is amazing and stuff. And if the next one's Kiki's Delivery Service on the 23rd and the 24th, actually coming up here this coming week, for those of you that want to go see it and support it. 
Um, mm. That's not one I'm too keen on seeing myself. Uh, yeah, the, <laughs> I know I, I saw Spirited Away on the big screen at the the Egyptian Theater, which is this classic theater in downtown Hollywood. And then Howl's Moving Castle at this very independent theater in Old Town Santa Ana. <laughs> it only has like two screens and it's like, it's, it's very <laughs> rinky-dink. <laughs> Actually, I, those are the three Ghibli movies I've seen on the big screen as well. How's oh, Moving well, Castle, Spirited Away, and My Neighbor Totoro. They're the three. Hey! Boom. Wow. Yeah, that's awesome. And I'd, I'd like to see any more I could, but there are as like many as I could. I'd like to see Princess Mononoke. <gasps> That'd be amazing, yeah. Right? But it's not in this Ghibli Fest lineup, unfortunately. So That's because Spirited Away and uh, Prince Mononoke were they they were uh, re-released before the Ghibli Fest. Mm, okay. They released Spirited Away for its anniversary last year, and then Prince Mononoke was released for Miyazaki's birthday, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Which is That's a bit funny. random. It yeah, is. so. Alright. Awesome. So catch that. Catch those if you can. And if not, well, you can buy them on Blu ray and DVD when they mm -hmm. come out. So. Yes, you can. You should own them and, anyways. And as a reminder, check out our competition if you're in the US, because you can win some free tickets to go see Moon. I can't win those. I'm sorry. But you can, and then you can invite me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's nothing to say you can't be someone's plus one. Hey. Yes. So win them and then invite me as your plus one, please. <laughs> there you go. Obviously, you'd have, you'd have to be in the area. Yes, <laughs> vicinity. Yes. If you're yeah. in the Southern California area, invite me. Mm -hmm. Okay, it's it's been awesome catching up with you and having you on the show. Mm-hmm. It's been too long. Yeah, and be, be good to uh, be on the show with everyone else sometime mm -hmm. as well. We'll see yes. what we can do. So, yeah. watch this space, listen to this space, whatever. So, if you want to catch up with everything we're doing, uh, you can follow us on AFA Blog on Twitter, uh, you can follow us on Facebook, on Tumblr, on Pinterest, uh, Google Plus, and of course you can follow everything that's going on at animationforadults.com for all the latest news, reviews, and everything. And you can also follow me personally on Twitter at Mr. Christor. Where can we find you, Jill? I'm on Twitter at Shield Maiden. <laughs> awesome. And if you'd like to help us make more episodes and do more cool stuff, you can. Uh, you might like to consider becoming a backer on patreon.com slash animationforadults, or you can buy us a virtual coffee or send us a little donation through PayPal if you fancy and feel so inclined. Uh, and we will be back very soon with another episode of the AFA podcast. So thanks for joining us, everybody. Mm -hmm. Thank Good you. night. Good night.
I've lost my train of thought. So you really did. I'm like, what just happened there? I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that, but yeah. <laughs> 